Hello and welcome to Stories Told by Friends. And in a business deal, he bought a hotel at Waskasu. So my dad thought uh, he would buy it as a gift to my mom. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. I'm your host, Dave Dirksen, and on this episode, you'll hear my friend Gaylene, who joined me to tell more stories from her very interesting childhood. Here she is. I'm not in my Sunday suit. <laughs> no one can see it. It's uh, just audio, so you can no, say. No, that's good. Yeah. I, think, I think that's way better. It's, way, it's so great that you dressed up this morning, <laughs> Gaylene. To do the podcast, you know, not everybody comes in so formal. It's nice. Well, it's Sunday morning. I know. Well, it, yeah, Sunday morning. That's when we recorded last time as well, mm-hmm. right at church time. <laughs> so this is kind of like, uh, you know, almost, uh, you know, a, a religious ritual. Yeah. You're going to give a sermon today. Well, my dad said I should be a preacher. Yeah. I don't know how, sh- how we should start. Everyone in the world has already listened to your first story. It seems like that's a very popular one. People Giddy listen up. to it all the time. Yeah, probably. Even though everyone has listened to your first one, you should probably still do a little bit of an introduction to say who you are. Well, <laughs> you're a grandma. I'm a grandma. Yeah, many times over now. Holy to a two-year-old and uh, twins that are almost four months. Yeah, and it is the best gig ever. I hope. You get to experience it. Your most recent grandkids are twins. Yes. And so how's that going? That's, that can be challenging. Well, a two-year-old, a set of twins, and a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and a daughter who's doing her master's, and a son-in-law who is super busy and on the road um, about a week a month. And so it is a family affair. Uh, Everyone is pitching in to uh, help with this little family. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, They did very well. They they named their first child after the paternal grandfather, named the second grandson after the, the maternal grandfather, and the little girl... Duel after uh, the maternal grandma and paternal grandma. Oh, wow. So they got all their bases covered. That's good. They, they did their duty. Yeah, their uh, duty. Everyone's di- happy. Their due diligence. Yeah, yes, exactly. everyone is happy. So, um, and I know that's really important to you, especially from that first story you told, you know, you, 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 your um, family history and, and uh, those traditions are really important to you. Yeah, so you're a grandma. We, we know that. Uh, what, what else would you like to say as an introduction? Well, my name is Gaylene, and <clears throat> my father taught me about the great literature characters and historical characters. And I think his favorite um, Scottish historical person was Robert the Bruce. But he called me Gaylene the Ruth, the Ruth Gaylene. So, uh, what is my name? I, ga- I guess Gaylene the Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell the truth. Okay. But my girls say I embellish it sometimes. So, this is not a story, probably more of a tall tale. Because 
I'm the youngest in both sides of my family. I don't really know what really happened. I make it up. All right. The blanks that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like my father said, there's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. It's based on what happened, but it's not the gospel truth. Okay, well, it's not the gospel truth, even though it might be a sermon. Boy. Yeah. Well, that's this. Is, now you've really got me intrigued. So, uh, do, you, do you want to just launch in? Yeah. Okay, so, let's do it. Okay, question for you, Dave. When you were growing up, how how was your hair when you were little? Did you have a long hair, short hair? When I was really little, it was it was uh, cut, and I hated getting it cut. I'd have to sit on the stool, and my dad would cut it with clippers, and it, it was never straight. But it was it was shorter, and so as soon as I could, and as soon as I could protest enough to resist that, I let it grow really long. <laughs> well, in my family, I had to have a pixie cut. Do you know what a pixie cut is? No, I don't. Well, a pixie's like a little Irish fairy, I think. And it's just like really short hair, like really short. And you look like a little pixie. And my brothers had to get brush cuts. And I don't really know why we had to do that. I think it made it easier for my mother. And and I was like, then you get to school and all of my friends had beautiful long hair. And I longed for long hair. So... I think to spite my mother, I would grow long hair, but um, she hated it. And so it brings me to this story that kind of is funny, but not really. Fast forward in time to grade six. So it's in the 70s for me. And both my brothers are now entering one's in university and one's almost there. And my mom is seeing that her role as a mother is no longer really needed. There's only me and the boys don't need her. So she proposes to my dad that she goes back to university to upgrade and get her teaching certificate because my mom in the 50s went to Moose Jaw to Teachers College, which was a one-year program. So she wanted to, I think, sub. I don't think she wanted to have a full-time contract. Well, both my brothers, enter, my one brother was going into university and the other was in university. And the last thing they wanted was their mother <laughs> to be at university with them. Really? And my father... He didn't want his wife to be going to university and going back to subbing because, I mean, my dad didn't even know how to make coffee. He didn't even know how to boil an egg. Like, he had the best life. And so my dad thought about it but did not communicate with my mom, my brothers, me, anyone. And in a business deal... He bought a hotel at Waskasu. So my dad thought uh, he would buy it as a gift to my mom and she could get her yayas out of working by being the manager of this hotel from May to September. 
at that time, Waskasu was only really open from the May long weekend to the September long weekend. So it was a very short season. I don't think my mom was very impressed because that's not what she meant when she wanted to go back to university. When you're in grade seven and you find out that that's happening, you don't really care about your mom and dad's feelings. You care about your feelings and how it impacts you. And same with my brothers. We were all mad. We were all ticked off at my dad, but he didn't care. When he made a decision, there was no going back. So we closed up our cottage outside of the park. And it was, I think, around Mother's Day, we all trekked off to Waskasu, the five of us, and my brother's best friend, whose name was Uncle Nick. Don't ask me why his name was Uncle Nick. So we get up there and this hotel was run down, but it had so much character. So it was a motel in a horseshoe with units inside and outside. And the inside units, there was an area that if you were having a family gathering, picnic tables and barbecues. So big groups would rent it out. And all of those units had kitchenettes. And there was a living quarter and it was beautiful. It had like the most beautiful stone fireplace, a nice bedroom, a living room, a kitchen, and then a little bedroom that had a Murphy bed. My oldest brother is in university training for Husky football, and he's going to be uh, my mom's right-hand man with his best friend, Uncle Nick. And Dad, myself, and my other brother would be at home, and we would just come up on the weekends. And my other brother was like, yeah, I'm getting a real job. I don't want to be at Waskasu. And my dad had his business stealing. So he only came up on the weekends. But the thing of it was, which I wasn't very happy with my dad, was my mom is no longer at home. So who has to cook, clean, and do everything that my mother did? Me. So to go up on the weekends was joyful. My dad didn't like people sharing his space. He liked his own space. So my other brother and I got the hotel part, which had like 20 rooms with just a bedroom, a dresser and an end table and a communal shower and a communal bathroom. And my other brother and I each got our own bedroom side by side. Well, I'm in grade seven. I'm all of a sudden going, well, that's not so bad. And going up to Waskasu on the weekends was really great. The first thing my dad did was he bought me bear spray <laughs> because there's tons of bears. And the bears, they were like right behind our hotel all the time at the garbage. And Hannigan's, the hamburger joint, was right there. And we shared 
dumpsters and the bears were there all the time. So he gave me bear spray. Then he knew that I had my own hotel room and I had a curfew and everything, but I had a whistle and it was a rape whistle. And he expected me to wear that around my neck to blow it if I got in trouble. And then he also was so excited. He had bought, when my mom and dad had been on one of their winter holidays, one of those coin magnetic um, detectors that you go up and down the beach to find coins and jewelry. And my dad wanted me to go every night after the lifeguards closed with my rape whistle and my bear spray and comb the beaches for change and jewelry (laughs) because he thought that would be good spending money (laughs) for me. And so did you actually do that? I told him to take... I didn't say it to him, but I went to my mom and I said, I'll be the laughing stock of Waska Sioux. All the kids hang out at the rec center and they'll see me on the beach. I am not going after hours and being a beachcomber and getting coins and jewelry. Oh, man. <laughs> he's really in touch with you, wasn't he? Like he was, you know, just really knew what you would want. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then we went to Redberry Camp with our school, and it was it was all the grade seven and eights at Grosvenor. We're at camp, and we're playing Cremo, and I get tackled, and my chin goes down on my collarbone under the dog pile, and I hear a crack, and we're at Redberry Lake. My mother is at Waska Sioux. My father, I don't know where he is. He's probably on the road somewhere because I'm at camp. So it's me and these two male teachers. We get to Bigger Hospital and yep, my collarbone is broken. So I go, so what do you do with that? They have like this sling that they make and you can't take it off but I had long hair so this is just sort of getting to it when my dad took me up to the lake I get up to the lake and my dad drives up with me in a brace with my long hair and my mom has no empathy Because one, I'm of no use to her to help at the lake. And now I'm of no use at home to my dad. And who's going to wash that mop of thick hair? And she said, I'll be damned if I will wash your hair every time you come up here on the weekends. And so she made me cut it. And I had to have short, short hair. And I was livid. But that's what you do, right? You know where the liquor board store is? Well, the first year we were there, half of it was Ella Mays. She had bathing suits. So I had like every kind of bathing suit. And I got outfitted quite well at Ella Mays Boutique. And because my dad was a businessman, 
he owned some beauty salon in some part of Saskatchewan. I don't know if it was in Saskatoon. So he took the the equipment from one of his businesses and brought it up to Waska Sioux. And then the part that had been Ella May's boutique now became fresh hair. Oh, yeah. And fresh hair... Uh, the hairdresser was just a little spitfire and she was amazing. And so how long did you have the hotel? Um, how many years was this? From the time I was in grade seven to grade 11. When school was out, as soon as the last day of school, I was the head chambermaid. Every day you'd have to go around and see if they needed fresh towels um, fresh sheets and you hope they didn't need fresh sheets but if they did you gave that to them if they needed new because um, they had kitchenettes tea towels anything that they needed and then the back part was washing machines for the hotel and then there were no dryers because the clothesline went from the there was sort of a porch back there that you stood on, one of those old clotheslines that went all the way to the end of the property. And then, have you heard of a Magdalene iron? Think of a laminator that's bigger than the biggest laminator. So you wash the sheets and towels, then you hang them to dry outside, then you bring them in, and then you feed them like paper through a Magdalene iron. And then you fold them. Through some hot and, and compression rollers. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so during the week, it was actually kind of slow. You wanted people to stay for a week. And, and the only people that didn't stay for a week were in the hotel part. So my oldest brother, who was training for football, his best friend and me... We could get up after our chores were done, which would probably be 9, 10, and we could go out on the lake and we could water ski. And because Waska Sioux is like Candle Lake, you have to have a big boat because Waska Sioux can be calm and on a turn of a dime, it can get white caps that can capsize a boat and people can drown. So my dad bought a huge boat that fit 10 people, 10 adults. Wow. And my two brothers and a friend would go triple barefoot behind it. That's how powerful it was. And so my brother and his best friend and me, and then whoever their friends were that were working up at the lake and didn't have to work, we would go to every beach. I don't even know what the beaches are really called because my brother, their friends were never named their names. I still to this day don't even know my brother's friends' real names. And the beaches, I don't even know the real names of the beaches because they had funny names for all of them. But you just you were having a good time. And I never I never was on the main beach. So and my dad met people and Brayford. Yeah. He was up there and he ran the paddle wheeler. So my dad would get all of these 
groups in and my dad would book it and they would cater suppers for the people that were staying in the horseshoe part. And my mom and dad would be tour guides. And then the people that came in the horseshoe had so much fun with my mom and dad that they would come same time every year and they became friends. Like it's a fine line between the owners and the guests. And then my mom had had enough. While my mom and dad had the hotel, my aunt and uncle bought or whatever, ran the Narrows, where the campground is. They ran that. So they were up there at the same time because my mom's sisters and brothers are all one very close-knit family. Anyway, so then... When my mom said enough, my dad sold the hotel while the deal fell through. And who bought it then? My aunt and uncle. Oh, really? So then um, I, and my dad never sold the laundry place, took out the washing machines. We put in a uh, living room and it became the place. And my brothers and I stayed at Waska Sioux. And my mom and dad, once my aunt and uncle took over the hotel motel, went back to our other cabin outside of the park. Yeah. And we had that place until like my third daughter was almost born. Oh, really? And so then the people that bought it owned the Hallwood. And then they sold it. And that's when the liquor board store bought it and then they tore it down and it's a liquor board store now wow so you had quite a long run up at waska sioux as well as at emma like yeah. I, i've always thought you know you guys were really you emma know, fo- focused yeah and your summers were focused around emma lake but you spent a lot of time at waska sioux yeah so and, and you know your initial reluctance with going to waska sioux was that it was kind of a place for the elite maybe a little bit snooty or yeah. you had to dress and and so what happened with that? Did you eventually become one of those people? You got to know me. No, <laughs> I was off in the lake. I was off um, fishing and skiing with my brothers. I spent a lot of time at the rec center, though. Yeah. So you grew uh, to to like Waskasi. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. That your dad would do that. That oh, remi- I have so many stories about my dad. It reminded me of my dad. And I guess it was just a time like my dad would make decisions. Without consulting. Right. and so With one- your, Without consulting your mom, I bet. So my mom hurt her knee, had to go to the hospital for uh, knee surgery. Yeah. And while she was in there, my dad put carpet over our hardwoods and put up new gaudy wallpaper. Thinking she'd be so happy when she got home. And of course, when she got home, she, she just couldn't believe it. What, what do you want to say? To the world as you end this episode. I want to say, in the words of one of my brother's friends, be positive, test negative. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) A big thank you to Gaylene for taking us on that thrill ride of ups and downs from that period of her adolescence. Families are always complicated. Thanks a lot for listening and feel free to get in touch. Stories told by friends at gmail.com 
or 306-665-3101. We always love to hear your questions, comments, or ah, feel free to volunteer to tell a story. There's always room on the airwaves. See you soon. Take care.